What's up, Warriors? I'm Kaylee. And I'm Betsy. And this is the Not Your Mama Pod. Hey, girl. How you doing this week? You know, I'm doing well, despite the circumstances. I am 100% in a cycle. And I barely had a break between the flare-up starting for that and my PMDD. And I'm on day two of my cycle. And I woke up this morning and just felt good. So really, really good. Despite everything against me. That's amazing. (laughs) Day two used to be my absolute worst. Like that used to be uh, the worst day ever. I I had a flare-up start like days before I even started spotting. So maybe... My body just like threw that in early. I don't, I don't, I'm just thinking Fingers crossed. this week. I'm okay yeah. with it. I really did not want to have a period when I was in Belize because I want to swim with some sharks. Yes. So like maybe that's why I'm happy, but I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I like good. it. That's so good to hear. <laughs> what about you? I'm doing good. It's been yeah. kind of a weird, weird week. I feel like I'm on like this hormone roller coaster a little bit so it's like last week I was really awake and alert and then this week I'm just really struggling and yeah I want you if you're okay elaborating a little bit on your hormonal journey because I don't feel like I asked you really to check in on it last episode but before you do that did you watch Gilmore Girls ever like the original yes but it's been a long time so like I don't know why this those things stands out to me but like Lorelai, the mom used to get super excited on the first snow and made like the whole day magical, whatever. I tried to start doing that last winter, but maybe the winter before, um, because I just felt so bad and I wanted to be happy. And so I changed like, it's the first snow. And like, I purposely tried to like geek myself out just so like, I'm I love not mad that about the weather. Yeah, I do love that. Random, random I part. actually <laughs> really love the snow when I don't have to go anywhere. The only yeah. time I don't like it is if I have to like go to work or if I'm mildly inconvenienced. <laughs> so. Well, in the Midwest, at least like where I live, we get an inch or two of ice before any snow. So it's like you have to give yourself an extra hour to get anywhere. It's going to be dangerous. There's just a lot of stress as an adult with that weather. Right. Yeah. I'm very thankful for four wheel drive always, but yeah. it doesn't, doesn't matter <laughs> in the ice. It. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so your hormones, you're, you're trying the supplement, you have a book on it. Like, are you making progress or just checking? Yeah, I definitely think so. So I, for those who don't know, I am doing what's called the hormone intelligence diet. That's the book I've been reading. And, um, so this is my second week. So I've been on a full week and a half and actually I do, I feel really good. Uh, my body feels good. I'm substantially less bloated. I have been struggling with like um, some really bad hormonal acne for like the last six months that will just like not go away. And it's definitely clearing up. It's not gone, but it's only been a week and a half. But my skin definitely looks better than it did. All of this to say, I also have not been drinking. I've also been Mm -hmm. limiting myself to a cup of half-calf coffee and that's it. (laughs) Um, Basically... For those who don't know, it is pretty much just gluten, dairy-free, whole foods based, adding in more nuts and seeds, um, berries and stuff like that. Like actually just trying to heal your body from the inside out. So it's been going well. It's definitely takes some food prep. If you're not used to that, you would have a hard time with it, but it's been good. So 
you guys will get access to it way before this pod comes out, but I just did a live and I got asked how I was like what supplements or what I do holistically to cope. And I was very careful to not say I'm gluten-free or I eat clean or I do this um, because I, I have to switch it up. I have to try different things to see what my body likes. And just because my body did great with something for six months, it doesn't mean I can do it next year. So I was really careful just to be like, you know, I listen to my body. I eat what I want. And I use the recent example of me trying to give up caffeine. Cause that's something that I don't feel like has really ever been that big of a deal for me. Right. And lately it's, it's causing havoc and it's the only thing that's causing havoc. And so uh, just trying to like be mindful and always grow, but not be so hard on myself where I like, if I eat pizza, I'm right. mad at myself on top of being sick. Like maybe I won't get sick this time. It's okay to like live life. I think that there is also that fine line um, from diet culture. Like I used to have some really terrible like tracking and obsessive mm-hmm. food issues So I'm also very cautious the way that I speak about food and um, I'm very good to like use words like nourishing or Mm -hmm. um, beneficial or whole foods instead of like healthy or good or bad. Yeah. Um, But I even have an issue with like clean eating sometimes. Like, yeah, my clean eating is going to be very different than yours. Like I'm eating for my body. Yeah. And you saying like what works for you now might not work for you in six months. And, um, that was pretty much what I said when I started this is that your body is, can be a constant experiment. Mm -hmm. Like it is your body, you know, how it feels, you know, like what it's doing. So I think it's cool if you treat your body like that, like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to try this. If it doesn't work, I'm not missing out on anything. I'm definitely not starving. Like I'm eating a lot of whole nourishing foods. So yeah. And I'm very sensitive to medication. So if I am trying something for my endometriosis or whatever, it may mess with my appetite and I totally have to switch up the plan. Um, and I like that you hit on the eating struggles. I, I, I didn't realize I referenced it in our last pod, but I definitely did. And I, I'm glad I did. I, I've struggled with what I now recognize were eating disorders or overcompensating with fitness and things like that Sure. in order to try to put my my mental into something else or punish my body. A lot of times it, it was a negative thing where I was retaliating against my pain. Um, I do have a lot of those bad things. Like the fact that I like to enjoy creamer, my coffee. Now I couldn't have done two years ago because I didn't believe you could drink your calories, like bad habits. Right. And I still see me having those when it comes to now, like judgment on, if you eat that, you're going to be sick. And uh, I literally have to reframe my mind and go, that's okay. I'm going to eat the best option for the things I know I like to eat and that are going to make me feel good. But if I really want that piece of whatever, I'm I'm going to try it too. My body right. will tell me no, and then I will learn. Yeah, like I really love donuts. Like that is my, my Favorite absolute food. Absolutely. I love it so much. So yeah, if we're going to go somewhere, I'm going to have a delicious donut. I'm not going to punish myself. Like it's just... It's so silly, but I even have had some of those like bad thoughts as I've been yeah. going through this. Cause I'm like, am I getting enough protein? Like, should I be tracking my calories? And I'm like, nope, like we're, we're doing this. We're not, I'm not weighing anything. I'm not measuring anything. I'm going per- on how I feel. Yeah. I'm focusing a lot on my hunger cues. Like 
if my stomach's actually growling, like, sure, I'll go grab mm-hmm. a snack or whatever. Um, but no, I, it's been going really well. I'm proud of you. I'm happy Thank for you, you too. Hopefully um, it continues. Uh, we talked about food, but is there any other ways the last couple of weeks you've kind of focused on coping outside of what you're eating or what you're intaking? Um, I've just been really focusing on listening to my body and resting when I need it. So um, that means I've done a few less workouts than I normally would. I also have been very cautious about my skincare, which is so silly, but um, I can't use any products on my face at all. Anything that I do, I'm just having like crazy allergic reactions. So I can only use water, which every single person has like, oh, have you, can you use this? Have you tried this? And I'm like, no problem. I promise you, I can only use water. (laughs) So that's crazy. But you think that's, I mean, it's tied to hormones you'd imagine, right? I have to assume. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have to assume. I also can't drink anything right now, which is really crazy. Um, Any like, if I, if I take a sip of red wine, like my, like I have an instant, like hot flash, Oh yeah. Um, Didn't you make a post within like the last week or so that you were out and you took a drink and just ended up feeling horrible? Yeah. Yeah. We went and had a cocktail like two weeks ago and I was awake from one 45 in the morning till 5.00 AM. Just like wide awake, had a massive headache all day. Then I had just been out binge drinking. So (sighs) my hormones don't like alcohol, (laughs) but you are finding some really pretty mocktails. I, yes, yes, I have been enjoying them. Um, I've been drinking a ton of hot tea, and it's not honestly. I have not really been affected by it. The only time I was is that we went to a football party the other night, and um, the guy is a craft beer guy, oh, no. so he had tons and tons of delicious beers that I've never had before. And I was like, I'm just gonna drink my kombucha. Oh. <laughs> That's but funny. no, it was fine. It's been fine. You're coping though. That's funny because yeah. I think my other coping thing, which I mentioned a little bit, but is getting rid of caffeine. Um, so we have both tried mushroom coffees these last yes. couple of weeks. It's making a huge difference. I I oddly got acid reflux like out of nowhere and it was like 24-7. Caffeine already hurt my body a little bit inflammation and me having a flare up and all that stuff. So I was already like, how should I drink this? And then acid reflux on top of it. I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel old. Yeah. But that's my body telling me that I'm intaking something that no matter how much I love it, it's probably not right for me right now. So, so I tell me too. about this mushroom coffee. Cause I tried mud water. Yeah. And so you tried something different for stigmatic. Stigmatic. Yeah. So I will say this. I felt like you gave me the cheat code. I was super happy that you're like, hey, black, it does taste a little bit like mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first cup I made, I definitely just pre-gamed. I was like, we're going to do creamer. Like, you deserve creamer. And so I made a big old thermos and I took it to work. And I was like, this tastes like normal coffee. I brought a tiny bit of it black with just like a sweet and low for my um, coworker to try. And she's like, are you sure you gave me mushroom coffee? And I was like, oh, you can't taste it. Um, so I thought that after that, because I do like black coffee, I would try get it black. I really haven't yet. I just like the fact that I'm enjoying it. Um, but for me, as long as there's cream in it, it, it tastes like coffee. 
it's giving me just as much energy or, or maybe more than a regular cup of coffee does um, without a crash. So I drank one coffee, one cup of it um, the last two days. And then today I had two, which isn't super abnormal for me. I do like sure. an afternoon coffee and I feel absolutely fine. Um, and I'm in a cycle. So usually I'm like dragging booty, mm-hmm. can't get out of bed. I am snoozing my alarm. I've been late the last two days to work by a couple of minutes because I am pushing it. But <laughs> <laughs> the coffee is helping. So what yeah. do you think? Uh, you ha- So I actually pick the bucket too. Until I go on vacation, I'm not going to do any caffeine. So I'm going to really give this like a 100% cold turkey go. But I know you're kind of in both modes still, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still drinking a cup of half-calf in the morning. Um, I have never believed in half-calf. I, well, I think that when I was reading the label on the Four Sigmatic, I thought it said, like, they blend half-calf coffee, right? Some of them do, yeah. Definitely. Some of them do. Okay. So maybe it wasn't that one specifically. Um, I think it depends on what half-calf you get, too. Because some of them you can taste, like, that chemically decaf flavor. Right. I don't know if you've ever had that or not. But um, mine was, like, a good balance between decaf actually it was like my segue into not having as much caffeine which was a good segue for me but all of that being said I am still having uh, a cup of half caffeine in the morning and then if I want another cup I'm switching to something like mushroom coffee or tea I've been having a ton of like herbal teas I don't drink caffeinated tea at all water which is the one you got I Mm -hmm. have heard that one tastes a little bit more like mushroom which means it's probably like even better for you because that's usually how things work. But it actually tastes like chai, I think. Oh, like I it has chai. like that cinnamony um, chai taste. The brand I have, um, I got a balanced one, just a one even kill, even in, in energy. Sorry if I said energy. Um, it's really good for me, but they do make like chai versions they make like I think a hot cocoa version I was on their website today yeah it's pretty cool they have like replace all your drinks with more natural versions yeah I saw they have like a couple different blends too like one of them was Mm -hmm. to focus and I'm sure it's like the different mushrooms they use yeah but yeah that's why I got the balance because I was like let's just chill let's just try to be like yeah like we'll see I like it I like it and and Shameless little plug, you can get this one at Sprouts and I don't have to order oh. it online. Which I don't have a Sprouts. It's nice. I have a yes. Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the for them city folks. <laughs> uh, so we're we're talking about drinks nonstop because apparently that's who we are. Let's talk through what we're actually sipping on today. Sure. What are you sipping on? So um, you're a very big encouragement in my life. And at some point, I probably will give up alcohol. But today is not that day. (laughs) Today is not it. So I even texted you. I'm super excited. I have a brand new peanut butter porter. I lied to you. I got a little stout. I'm even more excited that it's a porter. I'm weeping. Um, I'm weeping. (laughs) And it's called Long Route Peanut Butter Porter. I'm super excited. Um, It's not local or anything. Lincoln, Nebraska, actually. I just had never had it. I saw it at my local store. So I'm going to take my first drink with you. Cheers. Cheers. While while you 
You just pretend like you have a porter while I'm, your cup. While I'm the saddest person because I love a peanut butter porter. Oh. Oh, does it need to warm up? Or is it so good? Tell, describe it to me in very vivid detail. Okay. <laughs> it's rich. Very rich. Peanut butter coming through strong. It's not one of those porters where you like, I guess I taste the peanut. No, this is peanut butter. Rich, smooth. Oh, my goodness. And a smoky aftertaste. It is Gracious. probably the best porter. Lord. <laughs> if you need a, a new spokesperson to describe drinking, I am available on Thursdays before recording. Okay. <laughs> there I am. So we have your cup as I'm trying to get a third job. I have. I have an orange ginger tea. Oh, so jealous. Uh, you shouldn't be. I'd rather be having a peanut butter porter. <laughs> This is all about supporting each other. Yes. I support your drink. <laughs> it actually is very delicious, but did you uh make that like from scratch or is that a tea bag? This no, time? it's a tea bag. It is stash brand. Ooh. You know what we should do? I don't know if our audience is even into teas like us, but we should start a thread on good tea brands because I struggle sometimes finding ones that are like natural and products and not going to cause harm to me so if you have some good recommendations I think we should share them okay sounds good so are you uh ready to jump into the topic for the week yeah let's do it let's talk about it so we just went through Thanksgiving happy belated turkey day to all of you guys before we jump into the rest of the holidays we really wanted to take time Hold on. Can you gobble again? <laughs> gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> that might be my favorite part. Um, forewarning, work on your Santa ho, 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 because it's coming. Oh, There's yeah, I got a quest. I got that. <laughs> um, Keeping it in my pocket to, for you. You know, just, just going to practice out in the mirror. We want to talk through coping with the holidays, navigating the holidays, our tips, our tricks, our, you know years of experience. I, I didn't do holidays well for many years. I feel like I'm reclaiming them like my snow story. Yeah. Life is still good without being a parent, without having kids to be like, look at the shiny thing. Um, so I thought it would be a really cool timeline to talk through navigating that. And then Betsy had this amazing idea where we, we kind of identify for endo and adeno, and then we do a part two for infertility to make sure we're really focusing in on both parts. Yeah. So you can choose to listen to this one that is chronic illness based, or you can choose to listen to part two, which is going to be childless, child-free based and how you're going to cope with the holidays being a childless woman. And to go along with this, if you have any tips about what you do to cope that maybe we don't talk about, please share it with us. Cause we, we definitely want this to be somewhere we all learn and kind of grow together. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm very eager to hear what people would add to our list. For sure. So we do want to keep it short and sweet. We are going to do our top five for chronic illness in no specific order. Um, Cause I think they're all highly important. And then we will do like Betsy said, a part two for kid free kid list. So the first one that I had come to mind, Betsy was, Honoring your diet slash medication routine in America, at least our holidays are super surrounded by food and gathering over based. food. 
and with a chronic illness that could be super triggering so do you plan ahead or do you make any like sort of approaches to help make it easier on you yeah so I I want to say that my little sister so right now I'm gluten-free dairy-free in case you didn't miss that part but I do want to say that my little sister is gluten-free so my mom had a whole gluten-free Thanksgiving which was really nice that is so um, nice I think the harder things are like different events that we're going to. Um, So we have have my work Christmas party this weekend. I'll probably eat before or be very cautious of what I'm Mm -hmm. eating just because I know that it's going to be a lot of things that probably won't agree with my body as of right now. So um, I have no qualms about like getting a little plate of food and grabbing something after or Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier if you're going out to eat, I think, because you can specif- specify for you, for your restrictions. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. That's what I do. I, if I'm eating at a friend's or a family member's, I have no shame anymore of asking like what they're eating and volunteering to bring food. So at least I know I have a side or something I can eat. Um, restaurants are the easiest because it's like all things worse. I just order a salad and I know I'm right. pretty much okay. Uh, going out to events, I always struggled. I usually always just ordered or asked if they had a vegetarian option. Yeah. Because that's my best hope. My biggest thing with that is just making sure you think about it. When I struggled in the past, it was because I showed up somewhere completely unprepared and then felt rude if I didn't eat. Yeah, there's no shame in bringing a side dish that you know you're going to eat. Like I'm queen of the veggie tray. I will always bring a big fat plate of veggies because I know that I can snack on those the whole time and you know that's just my my go-to but make your own dish like who cares I I can say that I know it's sometimes do people do care but so if I think they're gonna care I shoot them a text beforehand like days beforehand and I'm like hey I'm following some pretty strict diet restrictions I'm gonna just make sure I bring something I already haven't bought like trying to take all the pressure off of them I will say I learned that lesson because years back I did a Friendsgiving and this amazing, amazing, amazing lady cooked for me. And she was like, don't worry. I know you're a vegetarian girl. I got you. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. You're cooking stuff. First off, this lady needs a cooking show. She did amazing. She made me amazing vegetarian dishes. Um, What I failed to specify is I don't eat dairy. I don't eat heavy things. I don't eat these things. And so while it did technically meet my diet restrictions, Uh I got very, very sick. And I had to like sneak outside and like walk down the road, tiny house, bathroom connected to the living room. I didn't want her hearing me. My stomach's not prepared for this. And it was a good lesson because now I'm just, I'm very vocal. Like, hey, it's me. It's not you. Or I'll eat a ton before I go and then just be like. Be not as hungry just kind of play it off. You know what I mean? Um, my husband has his work Christmas party uh, Monday, next Monday. And I will say, I ha- just happened to be talking to one of the owners um, the other day. And I was explaining like this whole hormonal diet that I'm on. And she messaged yeah. him the other day and was like, Hey, I know Betsy has, is following a pretty strict diet. Do you want me to order something specific for her? And I thought that was the sweetest thing. And I'm like, that is my nightmare, actually, because I don't want people to feel like they have to do something specifically for me. But I did. I was very thankful that she thought enough about that 
for me. Yeah, those times stand out to me too. I remember, like, as I always take the approach, I'm just not going to eat. And pre-COVID days when we'd have happy hours or team bonding events at my, at that time, a really big corporation job, and they'd order all these appetizers. I remember when I had my first boss, I was like, hey, let's get this dish. Let's get the hummus dish too, because I want Kaylee to have something to eat. And I was just like, thank you. I would have never asked. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So beyond me eating bad, or drinking too much, which I kind of follows the same principles. The other thing that totally trips me out is my schedule being off and feeling very overwhelmed to mm-hmm. overcommit. So what do you, do you feel that same way or what are your kind of feelings I there? I do. I always joke that I need a couple of days to recover after a big event, but it's not a joke. Like that's a real thing. Um, socialization takes a tremendous amount out of me. And yeah. so, yes, committing to like, I'll do this this day, but I'm certainly not doing anything the next day. Or just say, saying no, if you have too many things booked in that time frame. I mean, yeah, feeling free to create your own schedule. I think, I think you said it really well. Like if you're going to do a, then you make sure you build in rest time, right? Recovery mm-hmm. time. Like, you know, it's going to take, I think I take slightly a different approach. Um, And that might be because my family unit's just a little bit different too. I try not to do much on the holidays, which is, is super, I don't know, untraditional. I did Thanksgiving at my house. I didn't go to anybody's Thanksgiving dinners. And I started doing that three years ago under the radar um, without telling people, because for me, the stress of like, just showing up on their schedule and eating and things like that. And then being stuck in a place that's not my home. Not only does it overwhelm me emotionally, sometimes it just, it's too hard on my body. And so I really limit what my obligations are. Mm -hmm. It really does take everything. Yeah. It really does take everything out of you. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot mentally, emotionally to be around sometimes around certain people or just, even even if you're enjoying your time, just it's a lot. It's exhausting. Yeah. I definitely have the family members too. Like island interactions all year long. And it's not because I don't love you. It's because it's so taxing on me that I just I, I can't and and I'm not obligated to. Nope. Um so my Thanksgiving this year, food was done by noon. I watched KU play. I ate leftovers and I went to the gym. And do you know how guilt free I felt for the first time in my life? I love that so much. And I mean, that's kind of how we, I mean, last year was a little different because I had surgery, but it was so nice not to be obligated into going anywhere, doing Mm. whatever we wanted and just enjoying our time. My future goals is to travel on the holidays to get out of the city. I'm a little cautious still right now with pandemic-y things and it just, it's still a little hard to be totally mobile and free. Um, And unfortunately I do have a job that I had to work the day after Thanksgiving uh, but that's the future goal is for me to just like make them about me. But yeah, don't overcommit. Don't feel pressured. I have, and it might kind of go into the next one a little bit or one of ours, but I think I have pressure sometimes to be the one traveling. Um, actually, this is a tip I put on the kid for, list of kid free, but it, it falls here too. I feel like because I have those pressures they asked me to go places and I used to because out of obligation or my love for those family members. And because 
I do have a chronic illness. It was wiping me out and making me super sick. And I just put my foot down and said, you know what? I'm not traveling anymore. I, if I'm going to travel, it's at a really relaxed place to a place where I'm going to be relaxed, not right. traveling around the clock to go see family members, to be stressed out the whole time I'm there. It, it's just not joyous for me and I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. Nope. I love that. But commit to what you want. Make sure you build in breaks. If you don't want to go, work on saying no way beforehand. Um, that open communication is what allowed me to say no. I just, you know, very gently said, hey, no, I'm good. I'm good. We have plans. I'm good. And now I'm like, oh, no. Hey, by the way, I don't want to do that. Thank you. Yeah. Which is nice. I would feel very guilt tripped if I did that, <laughs> which is a whole nother thing, but I, I would love to, I, I need have to work. very limited local family. Yeah. All my family is right here. I'm sure it does. So, um, no, I think that's great. I think that's amazing. And yes, absolutely. I'm always working on saying no, I'm better at it now than I used to be, but still always working on that. <laughs> So that kind of ties into one of our tips, which is about communication, not only verbalizing your food needs, your time commitments, your needs for breaks. Um, when I did go to family members' houses, I would say, hey, I need to go take a nap and like disappear, which is yep. really, really hard for me to do. Um, how do you work on making sure you're communicating not only that, but then maybe your communication style with meeting those family members that are a little bit um, not so in tune with what you want to be asked. So, you know, the break of questions about, are you cured yet? Are you feeling better? You know, how do you kind of approach that type of communication or what would your advice be? Uh, my advice would be to be prepared for that kind of thing. Like, yeah, think about how you would like to answer certain questions. If you don't want to talk about something, um, I would specifically state that, like, I'm not comfortable talking with this, about this. I appreciate you asking, you know, you can do it politely. You don't have to be super rude or you can be as rude as you want. Like it's your yeah. life. Um, but yeah, I think, think about it beforehand. Think about if someone asks you something that you're not comfortable with, how would you respond Yeah, and set boundaries for yourself? Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. And don't feel like you're obligated to answer. Right. I feel like the power of just not answering, moving on, whether you, you know, just to say, hey, that's not something I'm comfortable discussing at this function. Thank you. Or if it's just a no and walking away. Right. Yeah. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to justify how you're feeling and you don't have to feel like there's an excuse for doing what's best for you. Right. Yep. Uh, do you have any horror stories about like that you're comfortable with openly sharing about the most uncomfortable, like question you got asked or anything. I honestly, I don't, not that I can think of off the top of my head. My family is really open. Um, mm -hmm. So I am pretty um, blunt with them is what I will say. So yeah. if someone asks me a question, I'm very good at answering in a way that will make you uncomfortable, <laughs> which is terrible. That's so bad to say. Oh, it's great. But, I um, it. Yeah, I, I can't really think of anything specifically, but I have gotten better at standing up for myself um, as I've gotten older, which I wasn't yeah. always because I would, I used to brush everything off. Just it's not worth it. Like um, I'm an Enneagram nine. I don't know if you do anything mm -hmm. with the Enneagram, but um, that's the peacemaker. 
And I am like a classic nine. Like I don't want conflict. I don't want drama. So I would, I would just brush everything off my shoulders, but I am getting better about them as I've grown and learned. I'm trying. I think from the infertility standpoint, I've gotten better at speaking my feelings on it and, Mm -hmm. or people have been educated not to say things. I still struggle with the chronic illness standpoint because I feel like, I don't know if it's that they won't understand, but maybe it's just like, I just, I don't want to explain it either. It's still, I don't know. I just don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. And so for me, like if I am feeling really, really bad and there's somebody there that doesn't know that I have a chronic illness, that it causes me to feel a certain way, um, I struggle with verbalizing it. I'll sit there and suffer and I still want to work on that. And maybe that's, that's probably part of the reason why I don't overcommit because I know if I do commit, I'll get locked in and I don't feel like I can leave. Yeah. I'm also very noncommittal. Um, and I don't ever talk about how I'm feeling like physically. Yeah. So I think that that has always been a big thing. Like my family doesn't understand why I need to take a nap. My family doesn't understand why yep. I want to leave, be the first one to leave. So it has always been kind of an issue, but yeah, it is what it is. Like my body can't take anymore or I'm just so exhausted from being here that that's just the way it is. Yeah. And if I am visibly to the point I hurt and you ask me about it, I'm probably not in the mood to fully explain it. You know Correct. I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm struggling to be here. Please let's not focus on it. Um, yeah. It's hard for me too. I am lucky that my family does know what I deal with and they did see me at my lows of lows. And so if I say, Hey, I don't want to go to dinner and I'm going to stay home. Um, the grace I've received in the last year and a half is really awesome. That's nice. That would have never happened if I wasn't communicating it because there's times they're just like, it's okay if you stay. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna. Overthink it so much. I'm a thousand percent guilty of that. And I'm like, why can't I just be honest about it? Why can't I be just be honest about how I'm feeling at that time? Yeah, I think I had just so much guilt about the fact that somebody was here. It was the holiday replacement weekend. And then I was like, oh, this is a last minute trip. You've made yeah. time. You still got to have fun. Like you're, it's, you don't feel good. That's okay. It's chronic. Yep. Um, so a good, another good segue. How do you do shopping or how would you recommend people shop for the holidays? Because this is something... I did not expect my chronic illness to impact, but it does. I'm the queen of online shopping anyways. (laughs) I listen, there are not many things that I'm ragey about. The store is one of them. I get (laughs) the worst rage in a store and I don't know why I can't control it is who I am. (laughs) So are you an angry cart driver oh my I am I am like <laughs> you do not want to see me in the grocery store <laughs> I mean I do now but that's for my own yeah laughing it's actually not for your health someone said that to me the one day they're like I saw you in the store you just looked so mad <laughs> like no I a thousand percent probably was and I'm sure I was on like a 90 mile an hour mission like I I do grocery pickup so I don't have to oh, really man. deal with it but I am, I, sorry, I was, that's my no, little secret. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. Um, but no, I do love online shopping. It's just so convenient. It's too convenient. Yeah. I think it, the pandemic, obviously we got locked mm-hmm. up. We all learned the over oh, shopping online, 
but it, it was something I gravitated to before that too, because sometimes it's just physically too demanding on me, especially yeah. if I'm in a flare up and I have lower back pain. I do enjoy grocery shopping. I listen to my little crime podcast. I walk around. I It's my little Zen moment to like really be by myself, but not feel like I have responsibilities. Um, it allows me to be slow and meal prep. If I'm sick, I don't go to the store. I do grocery pickup. Yeah. Um, or I go to a very limited grocery item. Like, hey, I'm doing this because I want to get out of the house. I'm putting on a baseball cap. I look like crap. I'm going to get these three things and I'm not overdoing it, right? Really strict boundaries. But when it comes to shopping for the holidays, you will never find me at a Black Friday sale. You will never. I actually did go Black Friday shopping with my sisters. Oh, I can't. Um, well, I guess I can't imagine it in a flare up. Maybe possible yeah. in like 100. <laughs> And I think that that's one of those things, like, I actually enjoy the time with my sisters. Like, it's something we've gone and done every year. So I think I mentally have time to prepare myself for it before going. So Mm -hmm. I know that it's going to be a little bit more chaotic. I know that it's going to be a little bit more hectic. And I feel like my body is a little bit more ready for it if I do prepare like that. Yeah. So, but I do enjoy it. Yeah. So take, take the stress out of it. There's an online world. There's online shopping. Yeah. I'm the queen of ease. When I order my niece's presents, I mail them to my brother's house, address to me and say, wrap that baby for me (laughs) every single time. Because like, to me, it makes a lot more sense than putting another chore on myself of ordering her present in, then getting in the mail and shipping it to her. And um, I'll send Amazon gifts nonstop of little notes Mm -hmm. that say, open this. And then like, my mom, I say all of her gifts. Oh, I did. Um, yes, Kaylee got me a one-year anniversary. Um, the cutest mug that is uteruses, but it looks like it's on like an ugly Christmas sweater. It's so <laughs> cute, and oh, I love it so much. Thank you. I've, I actually, I wasn't trying to give myself a, a shameless plug there, but that's, that's okay. A good Pat example. yourself on the back. <laughs> Uh, it's a good example of me using my resources. So I go on Amazon, I shop and I send a note and I just surprise people. That's my gift giving, my way of loving yeah. love. Um, also, please post a picture of that mug or I will off of Amazon because I don't think you guys understand what an ugly uterus Chris- Christmas sweater looks like. It's so cute. But I needed it in our lives. Like it had I have to a picture of it on my phone. I'll just send it to you and we can post it in like the yeah, we'll have to. wherever, show notes or on the page so, or whatever. Last episode, we talked about the period cake and celebrating your first period. And then yeah. we were talking about how you should celebrate your hysterectomy. Do you know that that is a market that somebody should jump on? There is no hysterectomy, hysterectomy anniversary gifts out there. Like, like congratulations on used market. Like, Hey, your organ's been gone for a year. What's up? Like, look at, I you've survived more. a year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sorry, your uterus sucked. Now you've had a whole 360 days without it. Like yes. there's a market out there and there wasn't any. Granted, I just looked up uterus stuff. Huge market for that. And that's there, something yeah. cute, but I love I it. I thought there it was, was going to be like party poppers. I wanted the confetti <laughs> party poppers that threw out tiny uteruses. They would have been shipped to your house. They have penis ones like that. Why don't they have uteruses? I'm telling you, an untapped market <laughs> right here. My um, inventing friends please make us uterus confetti and yes I will send everyone client. uterus confetti <laughs> for sure for no reason hey, happy <laughs> uterus confetti. 
bar mitzvah. It's not boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I said it. <laughs> like the most not uterus. The most things. random one. So funny. Uh, so shopping too. Sorry, we got on sidetracked by our uteruses. What? Imagine that. <laughs> imagine that uh do it online or if you're gonna go in person make make time for your body I just I think there's this common theme here but just don't overcommit. it's okay that you can't move it's okay you need other times also plan ahead um I know last minute shopping is a thing but I feel like that added stress with a chronic illness is just very not good yeah I think the the main thing that I would say is allow yourself time for rest yeah Um, I know it's a busy season and it's hard but it's important like that your body is not going to get any better if you just run it into the ground. For sure. So we've talked about one diet and meds and make sure you honor them Two, stress of your schedule or allowing your slash allowing yourself to recover three communication four shopping. Number five was one that you added that I don't feel like I have ever really put into good form. And I wish I had. So what's our last piece of advice I think is, the most brilliant, honestly, in my opinion. Discussing exit strategies, that one? Yeah. Um, my husband and I are really good for being like, okay, we're going to stay this amount of time or, you know, we can leave. But I al- I usually have an exit plan. Like, Do you have like an SOS like text? Like this is like the bird has landed, we are leaving? I, I don't. We don't so much, but I once I start like touching him or like rubbing his back or like grabbing his knee, he knows it's time. He knows knows. I'm very ready. Yeah. So he knows my cues pretty well. (laughs) So you do, you have a physical SOS. We do. Yeah. We definitely have an SOS. So, and I think it goes both ways. If he's like ready to go, he'll like give me looks and I'm like, okay, time to go. We're like, yeah, we're pretty good at (laughs) bailing each other out. So that's awesome. I don't feel like, I feel like that's my Midwestern goodbye kind of upbringing I am very bad at leaving oh not me I'm like okay I'm leaving bye (laughs) that's so funny because I guess it kind of depends if it's something that I feel like I can organically just disappear from yeah I do then I I just disappear I'll just leave but if it's like family and friends where you like feel like you have to say goodbye and give all the hugs I'm a midwestern goodbye in those situations and I have a really hard time like parting ways oh I'm Um, not at all I once I'm ready, like my mind is made up and I will be out the door within five minutes. <laughs> like, oh, no goodness. good. If you're not I around, I'm I, not saying bye to you. <laughs> I don't know if I told you here in a personal conversation, but I went to the Chiefs game a couple weeks back and I had to go to the bathroom in the fourth quarter and I got up, didn't tell anyone because I'm a grown up and you can do those things. But I got up and, <laughs> and let me clarify this. I drove myself. I went alone, solo dolo for work. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> I, uh, I got up, went to the bathroom, and then I was like, yeah, I'm just going to keep walking and literally just went from the bathroom to my car and left the entire game. And I was just yeah. like, I mean, that's very much my style. I'm allowed to just dip. I did warn somebody earlier in the day. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm the type of person that'll just disappear. But I do that, especially with the friends that will support me with it. I will just leave, whether that's like, hey, I need to go move my body because my hip hurts and if I go on a walk I'll feel better or if it's like a I'm just gonna go to the house and take a nap in the bath and I'll come back over in my onesie I'm gonna do it the beautiful thing about my life is that I go to bed really early so nobody expects me to stay out late and that is like 
the greatest gift that anyone could give me. <laughs> it's just <laughs> not expecting me to stay long because they'll be like, oh, you're out late tonight. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And it'll be like 930. <laughs> okay. So we talked about tips and tricks, uh, but we also want to give advice. So the first one we wrote down was reward yourself because it is not all about surviving the holidays. It's about navigating the holidays. And part of that is having fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think you should reward yourself if you want to buy yourself, buy yourself something. If you want to treat yourself to a bath, a fancy bottle of wine, a long nap, you know, be proud of yourself if you've survived something that you did, weren't sure you could make it through. Yeah, I think that kind of meshes well with my, my personal vices. Holidays are still important. If you have a chronic illness, they're about your happiness as much as traditions. Um, so there's no obligation to anything that doesn't serve you. If you don't like a tradition because it's too hard on you, change it or just don't participate and go do your own personal little tradition. It does not have to be because this is a holiday. This is what we do. Um, no reason to cause prolonged pain or sickness just because you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. It, it doesn't make sense to me anymore. Do what makes you happy and then kind of communicate to your friends and family about how that is going to serve us all. And a lot of times if they're your friends and your family, they're okay with adjusting things. So you're feeling better. Yeah. Um, that is pretty much my advice too. I just said that the holidays can be whatever you want to make them. Um, you don't have to do a prescribed list of things. If, even if that's what you've done every single year, yeah. Um, if you, if you want to skip them this year, cause you don't feel up to it, do it. It's your body. It's your life. Just choose what brings you joy. Definitely. So we're going to cut this one short ish so we can do part two on infertility. If you have questions or you want to be part of the show, leave us a voice note on anchor DM us. Um, we'll do a total wrap up on part two, but I do want to say if there is something you are particularly struggling with, dealing with your chronic illness and the holidays and you want specific advice, let us know just because it wasn't one of our top tips here. It doesn't mean it's not something we've experienced or we'll find a resource to speak to it. Yes, I agree. Yep. Always feel free to reach out, whatever you need. And with that, Betsy, you are required to do the Not Your Mama sign off with all the sass. This has been Not Your Mama Pod. <laughs> See you guys in part two. Bye.